to the Scaling Japan podcast, a podcast about how to grow your business from $100,000 and beyond, and beyond in the land of the rising sun. Welcome to the Scaling Japan podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Batino, and on today's show, we have Akiko Nakagawa. Akiko works for the Fukuoka City Global Startup Center. GSC. And the reason I really, really wanted to get Akiko on the podcast is more and more large Japanese cities like Kobe, Sapporo, and Fukuoka are starting or have already developed programs to support and attract entrepreneur startups to move to their city and help them thrive in their city. Fukuoka City is actually one of the pioneers in this space, and they were the first city to offer the startup visa. I wanted to get Akiko to share more information about what support cities provide, or at least in Fukuoka's case, what kind of support they provide, and to let the listeners know that there is this type of service and support available for business founders. So, very glad to have you on the show. And could you please give a self introduction, Akiko? Global Startup Center is run by the Fukuoka City government, and it was formed six years ago. And I've been working here for four years so far. And Fukuoka Global Startup Center, or GSC, is a contact window and executive unit for foreign startups and entrepreneurs. Our motto is a part of your team. So once they contact us, we are their first team member in Japan. We work with them, we execute projects together. Even more, sometimes we do tasks on behalf of them. So, our service is wide range and available at any stage of startups and entrepreneurs. And is contact window, is that Maro Gucci? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of Maro Gucci. Yeah. They're the first person you reach out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, one stop Maro Gucci, one stop contact window. Thanks for clarifying that. And yeah, you know, starting a business is very complicated in Japan, kind of due to the language barrier. How do you actually make it less painful for <laughs> entrepreneurs like myself? Our support starts from the visa application. So, as Tyson already introduced, the startup visa. So, we have a special visa for entrepreneurs called Startup Visa. So, we are the contact window. So, we help you directly with the application. So, after you come to Japan, uh, we will help you step by step, connecting you with our real estate agencies, opening personal bank account, and connecting with your incorporation lawyer, and opening corporate bank account, and loaning into the social insurance. And later, we connect with the tax accountant. So, literally, we do give you the support every step of your settle down and starting your new journey here in Fukuoka. Yeah, I think you could actually save like one and a half to two months just not <laughs> having to do everything yourself. So, no, that's really cool. And that,、uh, that you also help entrepreneurs who are outside. And I have some friends who I think are domestic, but they've also received some support from Fukuoka City.、Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Pablo from Sunagaru. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone knows Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also heard that you kind of help with banking as well. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Actually, I went to bank with a startup visa holder today. So, 
yeah, we have the good relationship with the local banks. So it's said that it's getting more and more difficult to open bank account these days. I'm sure some of the listeners might face this problem. But in Fukuoka, we have very good relationship with the local banks, such as Fukuoka Bank and Nishi Nippon City Bank. So we haven't had any difficulties in opening bank account for the startup visa holder, even it's for the corporate bank account. So, yeah. There's a group on LinkedIn called Business in Japan, and there was a talk on opening a bank account. So there's a 90-minute talk、uh, by a former guest of Bo Becker. I recommend people check it out. Today, it took two hours to open up the personal bank account.、So、well, if it wasn't for you, it probably would have been like a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> cool.、Uh, any other types of support that、uh, you provide? We also provide the business matching services. And this is available for any startups, which means even though you don't have a company here in Japan, even more, you are not here in Fukuoka, we are happy to connect you with potential partners in our network. And it's quite interesting to meet foreign entrepreneurs with new and innovative business ideas to pursue their business expansion into the Japanese market. Also, the moving to Japan and starting business here may sound very difficult. However, the startup visa holders always mention that because of the global startup center, they could proceed with every step、uh, without any problem. And it makes us feel very rewarding. Yeah, because as someone who I'm starting my own business myself, just figure out how to set up the taxes.、Um, I'm going to be setting a bank account next. I'll do the incorporation. In my case, I actually want to do it myself because it's a good Japanese practice.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for someone who maybe who is not able to speak Japanese or maybe doesn't have the free time, <laughs> like, like maybe I do to、uh, do it yourself. Yeah, I could definitely see the benefits of it because I actually do have a lot of friends who have started businesses and. Like, even just some of these things, like making a bank account, took some people months. And you going to the bank like five times, six times, going to like five to ten different banks,、uh, getting the runaround. So, it's cool that Fukuoka City, so like from the city side, government side, actually、uh, helping foreigners start a business here. And I, I think it's really important because when you're starting a business, you need to generate revenue. You have to pay the bills. And if you're spending all this time doing things like opening a bank account, trying to incorporate, I would say working on the visa, important things to do, but it's not a part of creating a great business. So I think that was a smart move by Fukuoka City, taking care of the things that don't really generate value for a business and letting the business owners really focus on the value creation side. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. So, I'm actually curious because I've heard about the startup visa before, but I'm not too familiar with it. Could you tell us like the requirements for the visa or just a little bit more about the visa? Sure. So, when you live in Japan and doing business,、uh, you need to have a business manager visa. And there's some requirement to get the business manager visa. However, it's very difficult to fulfill the requirement from the outside of Japan because you need to have a company and offices. So, the startup visa is a six month to one year residence permit to settle down to prepare such conditions and to make sure that Fukuoka is the right place to start your business before you invest. Best. The main criteria of the startup visa are innovativeness and feasibility. 
So the contact window for the application is Global Startup Center. So we can help you to brush up your business plan and the city government will do the screening and make the final decisions. In six months, most of the entrepreneurs set up the company and after expire, uh, the startup visa is expired, they convert the business manager visa. What type of industries or business types are you looking to attract to Fukuoka City? I would say any industries uh, will be fine as long as the business are innovative and they give new value to Fukuoka City. It may sound too big, so I should specify some areas. Then it will be IT related and fintech. So uh, since Fukuoka is now keen to be the next global financial hub in Japan, Fukuoka formed the team Fukuoka and Fukuoka City Global Finance Center to attract international financial functions to Fukuoka. So the team Fukuoka is a partnership among industry, academia, and municipalities. So Fukuoka's seven main large corporations, Kyushu University and Fukuoka City and Fukuoka Prefecture are member of Team Fukuoka. And Fukuoka City Global Finance Center is a contact window and executive unit, so it's just like a global startup center. So as I mentioned, attracting international financial functions, so we don't have clear definition of the function. So it can be foreign owned financial institutions, fintech startups, international human resources, and so on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scaling Japan. In addition to serving as your fine host, I also provide advisory and coaching services to business owners who want to 2x, 5x, and even 10x their business. So stop holding your company and your team and your employees back and let me help you and your company scale. Find more information at scalingyourcompany.com. Now back to the episode. By functions, do you mean like the service the business provides? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a broad field. Yeah, we don't have such a definition for the functions. Makes sense. So, and also when we say fintech, its keyword could be Web3. So then we break down Web3 into the project level. Uh, we can say they're the project related to NFT, blockchain, and metaverse. So I would like to introduce two projects that come to Fukuoka as a fintech startup. One is Tamago Finance. It's a fintech startup from Thailand. So they were approved by the startup visa program and are preparing for incorporation here in Fukuoka to expand their business into the Japanese market. So their core product is NFT issuance and trading platform. And their specialty, the differentiation with other platforms such as OpenSea is their marketing, uh, promotion support for their digital art through their portal site and media partners. And in addition, they'll make digital art in 3D so that users can integrate their art into Metaverse platform. And one of their advantages is having a skillful engineer team to provide deep tech services. The CDO of Tamago Finance arrived at Fukuoka in May to pursue their Japanese journey with us. Another project is called Toy Hunter. It's a metaverse project, and this is funded by a Hong Kong entrepreneur. 
So Toy Hunter is an online multiplayer fighting party game with 3D characters. Uh, given that we define the metaverse as the communication in the virtual space. So he started to develop the Toy Hunter project in 2020. And even though it's still in the development stage, they are receiving many feedback and donations from all over the world. So he has just released his first NFT on the market. He also has a plan to sell the figures in the near future. So as we mentioned, we believe the definition of fintech will be overinterpreted, not only the traditional financial sector plus technology, but also the wider range of the services. And more and more opportunities for projects of fintech should emerge in Fukuoka. I think you gave two of kind of the more adventurous types <laughs> of fintech startups. It's not just the adventurous types, but also traditional types like, let's say, unique approaches to lending, providing capital and other ways for fintech. And I also know that uh, I think the Japanese national government, I think they also have like some special subsidies for fintech. It might be green tech or fintech, but I know there's uh, a lot of money from the government not just uh, from the city level, but a national government, because let's say they really see that as a key component for making Japan competitive in the future. So they really want to get that talent here in Japan and make Japan a hub for a lot of financial services that can be used around the world. You also mentioned IT. Do you by chance know of any other IT examples? We can introduce like uh, two other startups, uh, not the fintech related, but the Steampunk Digital was founded by the Canadian entrepreneur, Aaron Hilton in 2018. And their mission is to democratize access to 3D technology to anyone can capture the real world, share it and collaborate digitally at the distance. So they specialize in 3D scanning and creating mixed reality experience that run into real time on mobile phone. They have had a collaboration with the Fukuoka City Museum so far, and they are featuring by NHK Fukuoka. So they are always trying a new project. So you actually help introduce them to businesses in Fukuoka. Yeah. Like this one, the Smarty, it was uh, established by two Chinese entrepreneurs. They are developing smart chips with AI voice recognition that enable IoT without Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. So they have many projects for voice data recognition, I mean, data correction, and their business is quite successful and successful enough to open their branches in Hungary, Europe, and back in China as well. So these are the, the COVID example, the IT. Yeah, I remember those are two success cases. And mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that Fukuoka helped connect them with the museum and probably also connect with NHK Fukuoka, which are really hard to get started as a foreign business. Do you have any examples of anything more low tech? Because the 3D printing, I think yeah. smart chips with AI voice, metaverse, seems like very deep tech. There are... Uh... Some entrepreneurs, they are making the platform for the language learning, like a Japanese learning and also the, the English and also other startups, let me think. Uh, there is a startup, they uh, actually, the founder is from Hong Kong. He was a chef and he wanted to create something new, like product, the food with the Fukuoka's 
famous food, for example, mentaiko, using oh, these kinds cool. of ingredients. Then they wanted to make something new product. So what they did is um, now they opened a restaurant in Fukuoka. Then they're making like a new type of food, uh, like, you know, featuring Japanese, like Fukuoka's mentaiko and you know, some other ingredients. That is not like IT related, but it definitely gives Fukuoka new value in not IT way, but yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. I think the minute you managed, like you mentioned metaverse, 3D mm -hmm. printing and AI chips or recognition, I think everyone, the, most of the listeners are like, okay, that's, I'll say there's no chance for me to go to Fukuoka. So no, thank you for sharing. Uh, so I think one is language learning and one is uh, developing kind of like new food types. Mm -hmm. yeah, even so though it, it's, it wasn't a person with a scientific background, but a, a chef. So that seems more uh, achievable to the average person. I, actually, I'll, I'll probably have to reach out to you because uh, I'm curious about the language learning app because uh, they should probably contact me because well, I'm one of the best people to contact anything about language learning. And uh, cool. No, thank you very much for answering that. And I guess my next question is, so we talked about, you know, getting the startup visa and getting them set up, you know, with the bank account, uh, with the tax accountant, but what are some other types of support that you provide entrepreneurs in Fukuoka City? So apart from the startup visa, uh, we are providing startup funding, national tax reduction, subsidy for residents and office. Uh, business establishment support program and support from Fukuoka City Global Stock Center. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear kind of like the startup funding, tax reduction, subsidies, so free money. So please tell me more. Okay, so as for the startup funding, the city provides loans for entrepreneurs who have established a business in Fukuoka during the past two years. So, which means the companies have been in Fukuoka less than two years and the companies will be set up uh, eligible for this loan. So, uh, the, these entrepreneurs will need to undergo a screening process to uh, qualify for this loan and can be awarded a maximum of 35 million yen with 1.3% interest. And regarding the national tax reduction, the corporate tax is about 30% here in Japan. However, since Fukuoka City is a national strategic special zone, so we can deduct the tax to about 22% if you establish a company in Fukuoka and it's qualified. Gotcha. So you can get an 8% uh, reduction in your corporate taxes. So this tax reduction is for the startups. So the company has to be less than five years from the establishment date. And of course, the main office has to be in Fukuoka. And the business fields should be medical, international, uh, agriculture, certain IoT, and advanced IT. Yeah, in addition, the business should be an innovative business and brings new value to economic and social change. Also, uh, they have to hire one or more Fukuoka students. So as for the details of the, this package, uh, please contact the relevant department at Fukuoka City Government, or you can contact to us, Global Startup Center. We can provide yeah. you information. 
Gotcha. And you mentioned uh, like medical agriculture international. Uh, what do you mean by international? Actually, like international, it's broad, but the international company, uh, they would like to expand their business in Fukuoka. It can be like a, a reasonable, but we have to check carefully about the, the, the definition of international with the three office. Have you ever found yourself having trouble creating a business plan? Do you pretty much operate on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis, creating confusion and chaos in your organization? If that sounds like you, I recommend you join my Entrepreneur Bootcamp. In my bootcamp, you'll set an achievable but challenging revenue target for the current or following fiscal year, and we will create a business plan to make it a reality. See more in the show notes below. And now back to our episode. Yeah, could you tell us more about the subsidies? Yep, for entrepreneurs with a promising business plan may be eligible to receive subsidy to be used towards renting residential or office space within Fukuoka City. So in addition, assistance will be provided in finding residential or office space and entrepreneurs will be given priority entry into Fukuoka City's incubation facilities. And business establishment support program is provided by the city government. Uh, if your company meets a certain requirement within five years, you can get the subsidy for rent expenses, for employment, for full-time employees, and incorporation expenses. So as for the rent expenses, you get a quarter of the rent for one year. If you hire a Fukuoka student, uh, you will get half million yen per person. And regarding the incorporation expenses, the half of the eligible cost will be offered. So they, of course, uh, have the maximum amount of the subsidy. So if you are interested in this program, please contact the business startup and investment promotion department in the city government. Or you can also contact us, Global Startup Center. Gotcha. So you can get a half a million yen per person. Mm -hmm. And would that be a uh, shine or I guess yeah, lifetime uh, employee? Shine, yeah, yeah, full time employee. All right, yeah, full time or maybe like life, lifetime employee. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, shine, yeah, shine, koyo, yeah, yeah for the shine, not part of yeah. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, and also at last, uh, I can say the services that Global Startup Center provides cannot be found in any other cities in Japan because it's like one stop, uh, the supporting window so contact window so if you have any problems in running a business we'll be here to support you to find the best solution yeah no that's a pretty generous offer so i think uh, you can get a quarter of the rent for one year if you hire some from fukuoka you get you can get half a million yen per person and you can hire uh and that that's not just one person but you can get multiple people right yeah exactly but they have some limitations so yeah you need to check okay you also mentioned, I think, uh, when we chatted before that uh, Fukuoka offers, I think, like marketing and maybe like business matching support mm -hmm. or, or maybe some other subsidies. But yeah, what are some other things that Fukuoka City provides? 
as for the services uh, in COVID situation, we have supported not only getting the Jizokukakyufkin, the governmental subsidy for companies that are affected by the COVID, but also getting loans for few startups. So Global Startup Center always provides beneficial information for companies, not only the city's subsidy, but also governmental subsidies. Ah, so, gotcha. So yeah, you helped with, uh, I think, the, the COVID support subsidies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let me explain about our unique business matching support. So uh, we have a strong connection with not only startups, but also big companies. Moreover, we have a good relationship with the local government and public organization as well. So we can arrange very specific business matchings, not just introducing each other. So the one case uh, I'd like to uh, introduce is DeskMe. Uh, it is a Finnish startup to develop desk reservation system for co-working spaces and offices. With their services, you can easily find the working desks and the meeting room in your office on your smartphone. So we connected DeskMe with JL Kyushu, the railway company. We introduced DeskMe when they opened a co-working space in Hakata Station, which is a Fukuoka City's main entrance station. So not only introducing, we supported initial setting on behalf of DeskMe, and this co-working space installed the system as a POC. Gotcha. So for, uh, POC means uh, proof of concept. So, yes. so was that more of a proof of concept for Japan or their first proof yeah. of concept in general? I mean, like uh, the, for, for them, uh, the proof of concept is for the, at the co-working space in, yeah. Was that was that for Japan or their first proof of concept? Uh, no, for Japan, for the Japanese market. So yeah, after the collaboration with Q, we also connected with another co-working space in Tokyo called Kickspace Haneda. So they introduced DeskMe to their facility. So this one is also uh, working at the POC, but this is more like at gaining the local feedback and getting the networks through you know this project and in another case is about an estonian startup called siren we got to know with siren in the fukuoka's online event in 2020 uh, siren is a uh, manufacturing small booth offices with the best sound reduction technology so we connected them with a potential partner that is one of the largest of furniture companies in Japan. So actually this big company, I cannot like say the name, but it has <laughs> a similar product as Sirens. However, the demand for such small offices getting high in Japan. Therefore, uh, we propose them to have Siren as another uh, product lineup. Then the company agreed to purchase sample from Siren and Global Startup Center supported the logistics for importing the sample. And the company showed more interest in collaboration after seeing the samples. So they signed an NDA for further collaboration. So yeah, I just introduced just two cases, but we have more cases uh, for the business matching and supporting their marketing exposing their services and products in the Japanese market. That's excellent. 
I guess what I like about it is I like to build a connection with like uh, JR or some of the other places. It'll probably take you like a year. Sometimes it might take you two years, but if you go through the city, you can definitely save a lot of time on it. And uh, I think some of the listeners and uh, myself are also kind of wondering, let's say like I have a real estate business in Tokyo. I have about like four offices, but kind of want to start building in Fukuoka. But do you offer any kind of support or incentives to attract existing businesses to Fukuoka? I should say you know, compared to the newly established like startup companies in Fukuoka, we might not have uh, incentives for the existing business. However, like Fukuoka City has some advantages to do business here. So the first point I should say it's safety. So unlike the main big cities in Japan, like uh, Tokyo and Osaka, Fukuoka City is located on the side of the Japan Sea, and we have less earthquakes. So which means uh, we could say our location is safer than such big cities geographically. So that's why big companies uh, based in Tokyo area, they have data centers in Fukuoka. I didn't know that there's a lot of data centers there. And the second point is our location. So this is another geographic advantage. It's the cross distance with neighboring countries. So once you set up the business here, you have the market not only in Japan, it can be extended to Korea, Taiwan, and China. When you fly to Tokyo from Fukuoka, it takes about two hours. Then in two hours, we can fly to Korea, Shanghai, Taipei. So Fukuoka can be the gateway to Asian market. Tokyo is really expensive to live and or we have 10 locations, like Shibuya, rent is really expensive. So uh, I'm actually really curious, uh, how does rent prices compare? Actually, the data I found was from four years ago. But uh, for example, the average rent in Tokyo is about 81,000 Japanese yen, 81,000 yen. And that in Fukuoka is only 48,000 JPN. So it's like Yomang Hasayen. And also if you pay 80,000 Japanese yen per month in Fukuoka, you can live in a two LDK near the city center. I was paying e was the 110,000 yen for city center for a one LDK in Yokohama. So yeah. a two LDK for 80, that sounds pretty nice. Cool. No, thank you for sharing a lot about uh, Fukuoka City and kind of the services that you provide uh, entrepreneurs, not only just getting started up, but also so you get set up as a company, but also kind of helping them with the proof of concepts in Japan, uh, getting them connected with corporations and government to kind of give them the head start. So, yeah, no, that sounds pretty cool. And I want to ask, like, kind of like moving forward, what are some things that Fukuoka City is considering? Fukuoka City is still like growing and now people start aware of us as a startup city. But now we are challenging like ourselves to become a city that attracts international financial sectors and expanding our presence in the global city. I know it's been growing and growing. I still remember I think maybe like five or six years ago, kind of like when things started to get started. Uh, I think there's some French startup that was like the first foreigners to get it. 
So I remember from uh, those days uh, once they got started. So it's nice to see that the program is building up. And I think the support now is probably uh, much more thorough than it was when you first started. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Actually, like, uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, entrepreneurs from Hong Kong. They visited us the last week, like last month. Then they mentioned that actually they had a startup visa uh, in five years ago or six years ago, I think at the beginning but uh, they failed to open the bank account. So they have to give up their project and they go back to Hong Kong. Then now they're again interested in Fukuoka City to starting the startup project. So uh, what I told them is like, you know, now uh, our services is, uh, we can support much more than the before. So I'm sure the next time they won't have any problem for the opening bank account. And we are sure to give them the support that they should have it is very sad. They wanted to make a company in Japan. They went through all this effort and uh, they couldn't make a bank account. Oh my God. <laughs> but like I heard of some other like uh, the foreign entrepreneurs and I hear a lot that they are struggling for opening the bank account. So I think it's happening. It's happening in many other cities in, I mean, in Japan. It's uh, very common. And uh, actually, uh, my friend created a guide to making a bank account. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually going to link it in this podcast as well. But I'll put a lot of links to Fukuoka City as well. Akiko, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. And I, I know you prepared a lot to share with us all the things that you're doing to help out entrepreneurs. And I hope Fukuoka keeps on expanding their services and looking forward to seeing nice things. Thank you.